Welcome to Banking on KC. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. With us on this episode is Alan Gray, a partner with Joe Brothers Art Center, an exciting new $20 million arts redevelopment in the 18th and Vine District. Alan has been a respected arts leader and advocate for more than 40 years, holding numerous professional and civic positions across a variety of local, regional, state, and national art platforms. He's also been involved in numerous economic development projects in both Kansas City and Lee's Summit. Welcome, Alan. Well, thank you, Kelly. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. The Art Center is envisioned as an artist hub. What will artists find or have access to at that hub? Well, uh, first of all, we want artists to find a home. Uh, we will have 40 to 45 artist studios of, of various sizes. And it is our hope that the Art Center becomes a, a place of creativity where artists and other creatives can come and launch visions and, and ideas and, and have that organic uh, interchange that leads to, to the Art Center <laughs> like, we, like we have when we... Uh, first introduced the Joe Brothers to Kansas City, it was not with any central purpose other than to look at how we could connect with the community. And our selection of the Attics Building as a location for the Arts Center was strictly by accident. Well, tell us about that. It turns out to be such an appropriate place to house it. So, so tell us about that, how it came to be that it was the Crispus Attics Elementary School that was selected. Well, Kelly, it started about 20 years ago, and I was in Chicago for an arts conference, and I signed up for a tour of the uh, Joe Brothers Gallery at that time. And I showed up for the tour at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, knocked on the door, and only to find out that the tour had taken place at 10 o'clock that morning. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But fortunately for me, the Joe Brothers uh, welcomed me to their uh, their home because their gallery and studio space uh, also served as their home. I had the privilege of actually observing them uh, create which is something that they had not done before and have not done since. So you got to sit there and watch them as they worked on their art projects. Yes. Wow. And Joe Brothers, uh, they are the longest running collaborative art team, if you will, uh, in the country, maybe perhaps in the world. But uh, when they create, there's very little talking. Uh, a lot of it is done by feel and by gesture and just a connectivity that uh, they possess as brothers and as artists. Art, although it's shared, the creation of it is often a very solitary experience. It's the author, him or herself, in tune with whatever medium they're using. And to have two people working in sync like that is, is as you say, it's very unusual. Yes, uh, as, as, as almost spiritual. Mm-hmm. And so growing from that experience, uh, we loosely kept connected over the last 25 years until I was uh, visiting uh, Chicago again at an art conference and uh, stood there in the, in the studios and we began to talk about why couldn't we do something in Kansas City? And I um, gathered together the CEOs and executive directors of the uh, organizations in Kansas City for a meeting with uh, city officials as well, just to have a conversation uh, for us to learn more about what was taking place here. In Mid-2000s, and, maybe? Late 2000s? Yeah, it was about 2000, 2016 of September okay, so 2016. Six years ago. So you're talking to some of the leaders in the arts community, the business people here in Kansas City, and that led to? That led to a, a tour of the city, uh, to some of the institutions. Uh, Tony Jones had uh, just taken over the Kansas City Art Institute. He happened to be a friend of of the Joe Brothers. We um, 
toured the city and ended up at 18th and Vine. And as we walked, they saw the Attics building. It captured their their attention uh, for a spell. The next day, I received a phone call early in the morning and said, Alan, can we go back to look at the the, uh, school? And there was an opportunity via an open door at the school for us to walk through and past uh, boards and and different uh, remnants of uh, people that had lived had been living in the building and and they were just struck by it and you could see the wheels turning you could you could see their imaginations beginning to flow through the through the space as, as far as what the space could be not what it was it has expanded from that original concept those early months tell us about what the vision is now and and what has accounted for that expansion our original thinking was we would do the building in phases the building is actually two buildings it's a 1905 original building and then there's a 1920 building the 1905 building is a timber brick structure which was fashionable and and, and common for that period and the 1920 building is is totally concrete building so our thoughts of having a phase project quickly faded from a from a two to four million dollar building which we we're going to do in phases and then to a what is now about a $26, $27 million project because of the structural integrities and, and the, the zoning laws right. that we could anticipate, all those little things that add up. So we decided to do the entire building, which uh, opened up a lot of other possibilities beyond just the, the original smaller studios. It's allowing us to have exhibition space, uh, gallery space, a uh, an immersive uh, digital experience similar to the Van Gogh mm-hmm. experience. We'll have a 125-seat auditorium that will be suitable for a smaller events, uh, spoken word, jazz, things like that. Yeah, and you just had a groundbreaking recently on that. Tell us about that as well as when you think it's actually going to be open to the public. Well, we had our groundbreaking September, I believe. Uh, the dates are, are blending now, but it was an exciting groundbreaking. I had over 150 people, including Congressman Cleaver and the mayor and other dignitaries and, and art officials, uh, which was exciting uh, because we felt very welcome to the community, to the neighborhood, and really it underscored the significance behind uh, the project and how Kansas City and the arts community and the economic development community are perceiving uh, our our involvement. Uh, We have a 80,000 square foot arts center uh, currently in Bridgeport, Chicago. And when the uh, Joe brothers developed that center, when they moved into Bridgeport uh, some 40 years ago, uh, it was just the Joe brothers. Now they've attracted over 2,000 artists and other art centers have come. And so we, we believe that we'll be able to have that same impact in Kansas City beyond 18th and Vine, uh, but become a, an international attraction for, for Kansas City. Kansas City does have a growing reputation as a vibrant arts committee, all different kinds of art. How do you see the Joe Brothers Arts Center adding to that? Again, not just by invigorating the 18th and Vine area, like you just talked about, but increasing our profile nationally 
even internationally, as you suggested, given the Joe Brothers' global reach? Well, we believe that in the same way that artists are attracted to cities like New York or Paris and so forth, they do that because they want to be around the best. And the Joe Brothers represent the best in, in artistry. And their presence in, in Kansas City will allow our community, our, our local artists, uh, to, to have the opportunity to work and, and, and exchange ideas with uh, two international figures, but also to bring in other artists, uh, raising the bar, if you will, in the eyes of the world as Kansas City being a place where, as an artist, you want to be. Uh, you want to be in that environment, uh, as I said, where you're around other artists that create have that creative energy uh, that is, is both supportive and encouraging and allows you to uh, think beyond uh, what your maybe your original visions were, just like, uh, like we did with, with the Art Center. Exactly. You mentioned the the Joe brothers actually being here physically. How often do they plan to be in Kansas City? We don't have a particular schedule at this point, but I would anticipate it's going to be fairly frequent just in terms of the, the programming that's planned and our interest in being part of the community. This, is, this will be a first for us uh, to be in two cities. But we're working that out. And a lot of that, again, will, will depend on the, on the programming. But Southwest Airlines and, and United and, and Delta, they fly back and forth to Chicago all the time. As I mentioned, you have been involved in so many different economic development efforts throughout the metro area. A lot of times when people hear about arts, they don't think economic development. But talk to us about the economic impact of not just this new art center that's being created, but just the arts in general and Kansas City? Well, I think the arts have established themselves in Kansas City as a major attraction, if you will, a major reason why people move to Kansas City, why corporations decide to, to move. Many corporations and, and businesses will make their decision to move based upon whether there is a, uh, a vibrant art community involved. I, I, I think of the case of uh, Brown, uh, UPS, mm-hmm. when they decided to move to Atlanta. One of the questions that uh, the CEO and, and his wife in particular asked, well, do they have a symphony? Do they have a ballet? Do they have an uh, internationally recognized museum? And Atlanta was able to check off those boxes. Similarly, Kansas City can do that. We have our, our own uh, Kansas City Ballet. We have, we have an incredible symphony uh, with the Kaufman uh, Performing Arts sure. Center. Sure. A world-class facility to house them as well. Exactly. Those are the types of things that people look for when they're making decisions, particularly our young people that are, are looking for that vibrancy, uh, mm-hmm. that, that opportunity to, to interact. And as they grow and as they begin to have children, and the presence uh, of those amenities becomes very important. And so that's, that's how you create that foundation for, for future growth and decisions for, for where people live. Uh, our own Kay Barnes, I have to give her credit for having the vision to bring people back into downtown. Yes. And that has created a vibrancy. The, the, uh, the trolley has created vibrancy. And businesses are attracted and now want to be around, be around the trolley. Yeah, well, and that vibrancy, that added quality of life, if you will, it's infectious. People want to come. They're attracted to it, just like you were talking about artists being attracted to other artists. Same thing with when you have those kind of cultural amenities in a city. You have been involved in so many different things. We've talked about the art center. We've talked a little bit about economic development. 
for a while you were councilman in Lee Summit, and you have just seen with all of the different things you've been involved with uh, from the different art platforms and so forth, you've seen uh, various aspects. You have nearly a 360 perspective of Kansas City. And given that, what excites you most about our potential right now? Well, I think what excites me about Kansas City is that we have yet to fulfill our our, our full potential. And that there's uh, just a vast array of, of opportunity for growth. It's it's a matter of, of having people that have the insight, have the, have the vision, and have the commitment and determination to move projects forward. You look at the uh, the soccer stadium, uh, the women's stock right, soccer right. stadium, the impact that, that that will have, the the Royals moving back downtown. And hopefully, I hope uh, the uh, decision makers are listening, hopefully within a mile of the 18th and Vine <laughs> <laughs> Jazz District. Uh, shameless plug. I moved back to Kansas City after college, and for that reason, I thought there was just a lot of opportunity opportunity here and and it's it's uh, borne itself out with some of the projects I've been fortunate to to be involved in. If there were one thing that you could say Kansas City could focus on or should focus on, we've got a wonderful arts community, our sports teams are just, you know, knocking it out of the park so to speak. Uh, we have great business. If there was one thing more that we could add to the mix, what would you see that being? Well, I think we should continue to lay the groundwork to create a foundation for transportation and connectivity in our community. As I talk to uh, leaders and I talk to people in the communities, I was just in a board retreat for an organization. Connectivity and transportation was one of the areas that, uh, as an arts organization, we were concerned with and and wanted to become involved in that discussion. So our ability to connect the North with South Kansas City, our East and West, to cross the boundaries uh, of state line uh, into Kansas, to connect our, our rural communities into Kansas City. That's that's where our strength is. Uh, the arts are, uh, now this is probably a little bit dated, and, it's pro- and I'm, I'm going to imagine that this number has improved. The arts contribute over $3 billion to the state of Missouri's economy with the B and, and the local arts community uh, is, uh, is in excess of $256 million uh, are contributed. We represent, I think, the third largest employer in Kansas City, if you combine all the arts organizations and, and, and the employees and all the businesses that are connected to the arts. So we're a significant economic factor. Uh, communities that have keyed into that and learn how to unlock that potential and to uh, connect the arts with their uh, economic development plans are the ones that are, are being successful. As I mentioned, you have been involved with so many different art platforms. You were the former chair of the Missouri Arts Council. You also were the founder of the second home for the Alvin Ailey American Dance Theater in 1984. As you work with the Joe brothers on establishing a home for their new center, what are some of the similarities you're seeing? What are some of the advantages uh, that you learned with your work with Alvin Ailey that you can bring to this project? Well, I think it began with uh, the experience I had in their studio. I was able to draw on what I had learned, what I had experienced uh, being with Alvin uh, in in the studio, uh, knowing how to 
sit motionless and not disturb the energy of a space while he created a, a ballet or, or while during the rehearsal. And that transferred to the, the first experience I had with the Joe brothers. The, I think the other similarity is, is to have the opportunity to work with genius and to understand how that mind works. I believe that this project is based upon vision, is based upon a spirit of knowledge and understanding of the arts and what the arts intrinsically mean mean to each of us and how the arts can empower communities, how the arts can uh, open up opportunities in the mind and, and the experiences that people are willing to position themselves for. Uh, we, with, with Alvin Ailey, uh, the, the entire community was impacted by uh, presenters and acknowledged that there was an entire community that had been left out, yes. uh, the African-American community. Our first performance at the Folly, uh, uh, it was uh, over 50% of the audience was from the African-American community. That's 1982, 1984. And people forget that that, that happened. And that's, that's recent history. Yes. But it, it opened doors for uh, our community to be more accepting and more inclusive. Kansas City, we were having these discussions about inclusivity and diversity back in 1980 and creating opportunities for our community to fully engage itself. And so that's what when we look at the Joe Brothers, uh, two artists originally from Nanning, China, uh, at 18th and Vine. <laughs> I mean, who, who, who would think that that would happen? But it's happening very organically. The, the neighbors around 18th and Vine have welcomed the, the Joe brothers. And we think that that's going to create an opportunity for partnership, for collaboration, for, for projects that we have yet to invent or even think about. Yeah, and that they will happen. Alan, thank you so much for all of the work you have done throughout the region on behalf of the arts, on behalf of various cities. We really appreciate your involvement. Well, thank you, Kelly, for the opportunity. This is Joe Close, president of Country Club Bank. Thank you to Alan Gray for being our guest on this episode of Banking on KC. Kansas City's vibrant art scene has been attracting national and even international attention. The Joe Brothers Art Center should bring even more exposure, celebrating local artists and drawing international talent to its studios, stage, and exhibit halls. The center is also expected to add to the economic vitality of our region, generating additional jobs, business ventures, and other development projects. Most of all, the center is envisioned as a connector, as a gathering spot where the local community can gather for an organic interchange of visions and ideas. Thanks for tuning in this week. We're banking on you, Kansas City. Country Club Bank, member FDIC.